Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. This is episode four of the One for the Money podcast. In episode three, which was entitled, It's All About the Benjamins, I shared strategies on how to generate income in early retirement. Now, many might consider Social Security as part of an early retirement income strategy since you can begin receiving payments as early as age 62. But today I'll share why most people won't likely want to try that approach. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, I'll share more about how your Social Security benefit is calculated and how you can get a peek into what your projected benefit will be. I hope you find it helpful. Now, many Americans may wonder whether they should consider taking Social Security early as part of their early retirement strategy. For those Americans that paid into Social Security, they will receive a check each month from Uncle Sam to help them pay for retirement expenses. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed Social Security into law in 1935, and no surprise, this is where our ubiquitous Social Security number comes from, as it was originally created for the sole purpose of tracking the earnings histories of U.S. workers so they could determine the benefit that you would have in retirement. Of course, we now use this number for identification purposes absolutely everywhere, but it's interesting to hear the Social Security number's origin story. Now, many might consider Social Security an integral part of an early retirement income strategy, since you can begin receiving income from Social Security as early as age 62. However, there are hundreds of thousands of reasons, as in dollars, why you want to strongly consider taking this benefit later. It's incredibly important to make the best decision regarding your Social Security benefit because you really only have one chance to make the right decision. And once you've made the pivotal decision, you're stuck with it for life. But before we talk about why you likely will want to take the benefit later, let's start with some basics regarding your Social Security retirement benefit. Here is a brief explanation from the Social Security Administration's website regarding how your benefit is calculated. Social Security benefits are based on your lifetime earnings. Your actual earnings are adjusted or indexed to account for changes in average wages since the year the earnings were received. Then Social Security calculates your average indexed monthly earnings during the 35 years in which you earned the most. We apply a formula to these earnings and arrive at your basic benefit. So what does that exactly mean? What it means is that your past income used by the Social Security Administration to determine is adjusted to account for inflation. That's where they talked about how your actual earnings are adjusted or indexed to account for changes in average wages. That means inflation. This is good news as it ensures you have a much higher benefit. So any dollar you earned in the 1990s is equivalent to the dollar you earned in the 2020s. If you're interested in learning more about inflation, which I call the silent thief, I'll put a link in the show notes to my blog in which I share more about it. 
While your benefit is based on the highest 35 years of earnings, you're actually eligible for Social Security after working for just 10 years, but of course your benefit will be much smaller. For those who are eligible to receive a Social Security benefit, you can choose to take this benefit as early as age 62 or as late as age 70 or any time in between. Of course, the longer you wait, the higher your monthly benefit will be, as you will be taking it for a much shorter period of time. You'll be closer to the end of your life. The amount of money you receive from the Social Security each month is calculated using your full retirement age. For those born 1960 or later, your full retirement age is age 67. So again, the Social Security Administration will utilize your highest 35 years of earnings, index those for inflation or adjust those for inflation, and come out with what your benefit will be should you start at age 67, which they deem to be your full retirement age if you're born 1960 or later. Now, every year you take it earlier than age 67, it will decrease your benefit by 6% each year. Whereas every year you delay it after age 67, it will increase your benefit by 8% each year. So let me explain that better. So consequently, if your full retirement age is 67 and you begin receiving Social Security at the earliest possible age, which is 62, you'll be receiving that benefit five years earlier. So because your benefit will be reduced 6% each year, five years times 6%, your benefit would be reduced 30% for the rest of your life. Now, if you decided to wait until age 70, your benefit will be 32% more than your full retirement benefit at age 67 for the rest of your life. And that's because you took it four years later at age, you waited at age 67, you waited at 68, you waited at 69 and didn't take until age 70. Four years later, your benefit would be 32% higher than your full retirement benefit for the rest of your life. So let's put some numbers behind that just to give you some understanding. So let's say your full retirement age is age 67 and your benefit at that age is $2,000 a month or $24,000 a year. By taking it at age 62, your Social Security retirement benefit would instead be reduced by 30%, and that would be $1,400 a month instead of $2,000, or $16,800 per year instead of $24,000. And you would receive this lower benefit for the rest of your life. Now, taking it at age 70, your Social Security benefit would be 32% higher or $2,640 per month or $31,680 per year for the rest of your life. Now, please note, this doesn't include the occasional adjustments that they have for inflation that they make usually on an annual basis. Now, some of you may be thinking, sure, my benefit is reduced at earlier ages, but I will be receiving it for more years, and you're exactly right. But there is a point when the benefits that you started later will have a higher total than when if you decided to take them earlier. So the real question is, just how old do you need to be to break even? 
Regarding breaking even on Social Security benefits, here are some details. For a median Social Security earner, if you take it at age 67, you will receive more in total by age 76 and four months than if you started it at age 62. So, just to explain that in different terms, if you waited until age 67, as opposed to taking it at 62, if you live until age 76 and four months, the total amount that you will receive from Social Security will start to be higher. And then every year after, it'll be even more higher. Now, for a median Social Security earner, if you take it at age 70, you will receive more in total by age 80 in five months than if you started it at age 62. Of course, you've decided to take it eight years earlier at age 62, so it'll take a little bit longer for you to catch up. But the difference there would be quite significant. Because by age 90, you will have accumulated $125,000 more if you waited until age 67 and $222,000 more if you waited until age 70 than if you took it at age 62. And these are the hundreds of thousands of reasons, as in dollars, you will benefit if you decide to take it later. Now, after paying it to Social Security for so many years, many people want to ensure they receive their retirement benefit and are tempted to take it early. But Social Security, in my opinion, is in zero danger of running out of money. And I'll share more about that in my tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. So the real question is, when should you take it as an early retiree? And it really depends on one factor. What is your life expectancy? And this is usually a very difficult thing to predict. But if your family medical history slash genetics are good and you are in relatively good health, it's likely in your best interest to delay taking the benefit as long as possible. If your health is good and you are considering taking Social Security at age 62 as part of your early retirement strategy, you really need to consider working longer. In retirement, people need to be wary of market volatility and inflation. Delaying when you take Social Security and maximize your benefit can greatly mitigate the effects of market fluctuations and general price increases. And what I exactly mean by that is by delaying your benefit for later, you're going to have more guaranteed income. We call that mailbox money. It won't be subject to market volatility or fluctuations, which may impact distributions from your retirement accounts. And so by waiting later, you'll have more of your income that's guaranteed. What about taking it early and investing the difference? This is, you know, a common question I receive. Some people believe this is a potential strategy, but by taking it later, your benefit will increase between 6 to 8% every year guaranteed. If you think you can beat between 6 and 8% every year for eight straight years, age 62 through 70, you should quit your day job and become a hedge fund manager. But seriously, the more years you wait to take Social Security, the better it will be for you if you have an above average life expectancy. So when should you take it at age 62? Well, if you have a shorter life expectancy, it would make sense to take Social Security early in retirement. However, your benefit will be permanently reduced and you can only change your mind in the first 12 months of receiving it. And if you do decide to change that, you're going to have to pay back the money that you've already received. 
Maybe you think you'll take Social Security early and work as well. Well, that's discouraged too because if you work while on Social Security, you'll lose a dollar of benefit for every $2 you earn above a certain limit. In 2021, that limit was $18,960. In the year reaching full retirement age, so the year you turn 67 if you're born after 1960, they give you a little bit more benefit there and you're benefit would be reduced by $1 for every $3 you earn over $50,520. Again, those are 2021 numbers. Too many take it too early. According to the Social Security Administration, 34% of people take Social Security at age 62 and over 57% take it before full retirement age. Only 3.7% wait until age 70. Clearly, most people are leaving a lot of money on the table. Those who are retiring early because of great planning can further enhance this planning by taking Social Security as late as possible. There are strategies for married couples. For spouses with equivalent work histories and life expectancy, it may make sense for both of them to delay their benefits up to age 70 if possible. In other cases, especially when there are differences in work history, it might make more sense for the lower-earning spouse to take it earlier while the higher earner waits until age 70. Now, the reason being is that the death of a spouse, the surviving spouse has the option to receive their benefit or 50% of their deceased spouse's benefit, which is ever greater. So if the person who is a higher earner waits until age 70, their Social Security benefit will be even higher. Now, in conclusion... For early retirees that have a long life expectancy, it can pay you literally hundreds of thousands of dollars more by taking Social Security at age 70. And if you and your spouse both wait until age 70 and each receive the full Social Security benefit and live beyond age 90, it could amount to over $400,000 more. However, there is no reason to make this decision on your own as there are many factors to consider when it comes to Social Security retirement for your benefits. For clients, I conduct a comprehensive review of their investments, healthcare, and retirement goals to ensure all factors are considered so they make the best possible choice for them. Thanks so much, and I hope this find you helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of our podcast. Welcome to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Today, we will be discussing Social Security in greater depth. That may not sound like an incredibly exciting topic, but it is incredibly important to anyone's retirement. So let's talk about it. We hear about it, but may not know about the program or how the benefit is calculated. I've found that one of the best financial information resources out there is a website called Investopedia. Really great stuff. I'll include a link in the show notes. Here's a definition of Social Security from Investopedia. Social Security is the term used for the old age survivors and disability insurance program in the U.S. run by the Social Security Administration, which is a federal agency. Though it is best known for retirement benefits, it also provides survivor benefits and disability income. Now, as we talked about in the earlier portion of our podcast, to qualify for Social Security retirement benefits, workers must be at at least 62 years old and have paid into the system for 10 years or more. Now, you may be wondering, how have you exactly paid into Social Security? 
Well, that is via FICA taxes paid by you and your employer or just by you if you're self-employed. You'll see these taken out on your regular paycheck and in your annual W-2. So what exactly are FICA taxes? Again, from Investopedia. The Federal Insurance Contributions Act is a U.S. law that mandates a payroll tax on the paychecks of employees as well as contributions from employers to fund the Social Security and Medicare programs. For self-employed persons, there is an equivalent law called the Self-Employed Contributions Act. Notice that both employees and employers pay into Social Security and self-employed persons pay both. Under current law, employees pay 6.2% of their salary, and employers also pay 6.2% of an employee's salary, giving a total of 12.4% paid into Social Security. So just for a simple numbers perspective, if you made $100,000, 6200 or 6200 of your dollars will go into Social Security, and your employer will also pay $6,200 into Social Security. If you're self-employed, you will pay both of those, so a total of 12.4%, but you do receive a tax deduction for the employer's portion of that amount. Now, here's where it gets a little confusing. You don't pay FICA taxes on all of your income for the retirement benefit portion of Social Security, but you do pay on all of your income for the Medicare benefit. Under current law, you pay 6.2% only on the first $147,000 of salary for the 2022 tax year. That number is adjusted for inflation each year, and so it'll be higher in 2023 and so on. So what does that exactly mean? What that means is you or your employer do not pay 6.2% on any dollar above that amount. For example, let's say in 2022, you make 157000 that's $10,000 more than the $147,000 limit. You wouldn't pay 6.2% taxes on that $10,000 above that amount. Now think about those that make huge salaries. For example, professional athletes, movie stars, certain doctors, lawyers. If they make one, two, three, or even $50 million salary, they won't pay any social security income above $147,000 in the year 2022. That may sound unfair, but that is the current law, and I'll share in a little bit why I think that may change in the future. Now, Medicare is different. You pay 1.45% on all of your income. There is no income cap. Your employer also pays 1.45%, and again, if you are self-employed, you pay both for a total of 2.9%. Now, you may be wondering, so I've paid into Social Security, where is my money? Well, this is how much you've paid into Social Security. There isn't an account with your name on it with all of your deposits. Instead, your Social Security benefit is calculated using a formula. Here is information from the Social Security Administration website. Many people wonder how their benefit is figured. Social Security benefits are based on your lifetime earnings. Your actual earnings are adjusted or indexed to account for changes in average wages since the year the earnings were received. Then Social Security calculates your average index monthly earnings during the 35 years in which you earn the most. We apply a formula to these earnings and arrive at your basic benefit or your primary insurance amount. This is how much you would receive at your full retirement age. You might be wondering what your actual benefit is calculated to be. 
You can log on to the Social Security Administration website at ssa.gov and click on the My Social Security Benefit link to create an account. There you'll find your projected benefits at various ages, age 62, 67, and 70, as well as other benefits. You'll also be able to see the income reported each year in the Social Security calculations. Earlier in the show, I alluded to the fact that Social Security won't run out of money. But the question of whether Social Security will be there when you retire is a serious one, and I've heard it often asked by clients and friends who are about a decade away from retirement. For those even farther away from retirement, they often joke with some seriousness that they don't expect Social Security to be there at all when they retire. And that begs the question, will Social Security be there? Well, the short answer, in my opinion, is yes, regardless of how far away you are from retirement. How can I be certain that Social Security will be there when you retire? Well, here's why. For those currently receiving Social Security, 76% of the benefits come from the current taxes paid by employees and employers. As shared, both individuals and employers pay a 6.2% tax on the first $147,000 of income starting in 2022. As noted previously, beyond that, they pay nothing more, and that may change. So where does the other 24% of people's current benefit come from? The Social Security Trust Fund, which has $2.5 trillion in reserves, is set to be exhausted in 2033. Well, what happens then? Well, adjustments will need to be made. As with all types of planning, it's much easier to make these adjustments sooner than later. Unfortunately, those adjustments will need to be made by U.S. Congress, which doesn't have a great track record of making timely adjustments. But here are the options as I see them. Option one, reduce benefits to 76%. I think the probability of that is a fat chance because older people vote and politicians want to stay in office. So they won't reduce the income of the most active voters who paid into the program. Option two, increase the amount of taxable income subject to Social Security. Again, it's 147000 in 2022. The probability of that... I believe is highly likely taxing the quote unquote rich people isn't nearly as unpopular as the other options. I read that a study conducted by the National Academy of Social Insurance found that removing the income cap over a 10 year phase in period, in other words, making all earned income subject to social security tax would solve 74% of the funding gap all by itself. The third option would be to increase the social security tax higher than the current 6.2% for both employees and employers. The probability of that, not as likely as raising the income, but much more likely than reducing the benefit at all. And the fourth option, raise the full retirement age from the current age of 67, for those who were born 1960 or later, for future generations. You know, the full retirement age is when you can collect your full benefit. You can elect to take it as early as 62, but again, the benefit is greatly reduced. So what's the probability of that? Fairly likely because life expectancy has been increasing. It'll mostly impact the much younger generations who tend not to vote as much. I think that's a pattern right there. So people have questions about Social Security and its sustainability. And while, yes, according to the earliest historical data, when in 1945, there were almost 42 workers for every beneficiary, there are now only 2.8 workers per beneficiary. And that number is expected to decrease as more Americans get older. 
President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed Social Security into law in 1935. The average life expectancy was 64, and the earliest retirement age in Social Security was 65. And today, Americans live 14 years longer and retire three years early in retirement. Again, this is why it's so important to understand what your benefit is and what it probably will be in the future and how you can optimize that by taking life. I hope you found this helpful. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.